Hi, and welcome to another episode of Raising His Kids, a podcast for stepmoms. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren, a child-free stepmom of one, hoping for an hour's baby soon. And I'm Tony, a bio mom of two and a stepmom of two. We are two stepmoms who, although we live at opposite ends of the world, quickly bonded over how we all deal with the same Karen as we navigate our lives raising his kids. Happy International Women's Day, Lauren. Happy International Women's Day to you. I know it's early, but International Women's Day falls on March 8th, and this episode will be published March 6th. And this year's campaign theme is Embrace Equity, which I think could relate to stepmoms. Definitely could relate to stepmoms. <laughs> and plus, we're women. So it's important to celebrate and talk about it, regardless of if we're stepmoms or not. Yeah, I definitely agree. But also, since all of our audience are women, it's good to even mention it because I totally forgot about it. Yeah, I try to be on top of it every year and sometimes I forget about it and I feel guilty every year when it comes and goes and I'm like, how did I forget? How did I forget? Well, it's not like one of those things that's like promoted everywhere, like Valentine's Day. You don't forget about that because it's everywhere. But if it was like if it wasn't, then you would definitely forget. So it's just one of those things that's like easy to forget. I don't think it's promoted enough. That's not. That's just like the stepmom Mother's Day. Um, I could go on about that too. That's not promoted at all. I didn't even know it was a thing until last year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, we need to get a petition going or something. We really do. Um, but for those that don't even have any clue about International Women's Day, it's been around since the early 1900s, I believe. And I took a little snippet from the International Women's Day website, which is imagine a gender equal world, a world free of bias, stereotypes and discrimination, a world that's diverse, equitable and inclusive, a world where difference is valued and celebrated. Together, we can forge women's equality. Collectively, we can all embrace equity. I love that. I didn't know it had been around for so long. Yeah, I think the first International Women's Day on their website, I believe it said 1911. I did not know that. It has to do a lot with like getting women's rights. Right. That makes total sense for like after you say it, but I just didn't know it had been around for so long. I think this is also part of where men try to suppress women. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want us to celebrate this day. Yeah. Because they're all like, oh, well, what about International Men's Day? Every day is International Men's Day. Give us this one. Exactly. And I I said it just before. I feel that stepmotherhood falls under this year's theme. Stepmothers are real mothers too and deserve the recognition. And I feel as though only if our stepmoms work together can we squash the stereotype that we are all these wicked stepmoms and stepmonsters. Yes. I feel like we need to just get rid of those terms altogether. We really, we really should. I don't know. I've used them to describe a high conflict stepmom I'm guilty of that I'm not a perfect human yeah I mean it like I've seen like accounts that like play on them like you know like oh the wicked stepmom and it's like a positive account but um and that's funny because I thought about using that too honestly but um I just feel like we just need to get rid of those words altogether and and don't forget Laurie will love me for promoting this but my favorite stepmom shirt my wicked stepmother shirt I won that through a nacho kids competition and it says wicked stepmother but in brackets and really small underneath wicked it says awesome 
awesome. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know you won that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I try and make a lot of my reels wearing it. And then I just promote um, Nacho Kids for her <laughs> doing that. <laughs> That's awesome. I had no idea you won that from her. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay. So now for our listener questions, our first one is, is it even possible with all the challenges you face in a high conflict situation? Yes, it is it possible. Has to be. <laughs> yeah. But you have to prioritize it. You can't fixate on the conflict. I got a message about this today on TikTok, but I'm waiting to hear back from her and I want to read it on the next episode as Stepmoms Anonymous when I get more information from her. But basically the stepmom messaged me about just wanting to give up because there's so much conflict and they're going through court and stuff at the moment, but it's possible and you need to prioritize your relationship. And I don't know how to answer this without answering question number three. Okay. Well, you want me to just read you question number three and you can get them both done at once? Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. Um, My spouse thinks that putting our relationship before the kids isn't important. How do I get through to him? So to me, this is a big one. It is important. You can put your relationship first without doing it at the expense of the children. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a high conflict situation, you need to make sure that you're still doing things like dating your partner. Yeah. Even when you're married and, you know, you don't let the children dictate your relationship. Oh, yeah, that's huge. So, and often in the high conflict situation, you're dealing with parental alienation and emotional parentification. And this is where I felt like one and three went together. And I can't believe I didn't put it together beforehand. (laughs) But if you're dealing with a high conflict bio parent, then you obviously, I'm going to say nine times out of 10, there's some conflict from the child, like trickling. You need to make it happen. And I feel like I'm going around in circles again. (laughs) I agree though, because the thing about it is like, you have to put the effort into making it a priority. You can't just like hope that it happens. Yeah. And it's still possible to do when you add an hours baby. Everyone tells me, you know, we've got kids all the time. It's too hard. My husband and I, every kid free weekend where we don't have the boys, we do little dates, even if it means that we have Miss K with us. We'll we'll give her the iPad when we go out for lunch or she can watch YouTube on one of our phones if it means that we can sit there and have an adult conversation without having a toddler in our face. Yeah. <laughs> don't feel guilty about being that parent. Because, yeah. Especially if you don't have anyone to watch your kids. You right. know? My biggest babysitter is my mum and her and my dad are on a two-month trip traveling Australia. So oh I don't gosh. have a babysitter, which means whenever we've got the kids, we have them with us. We don't don't get to just go oh we're going on a date take the kid right <laughs> um and other little things that we do is even money's tight at the moment for a lot of people around the world mm-hmm. so we do at home dates whether that looks like getting thai food and wine and lighting some candles and eating it at the table or does that look like putting on a football game and eating beer and pizza in the lounge room right it's it's the little things i don't need a fancy dinner as much as i love dressing up because i don't get out of the house as stay at home mom. (laughs) I don't need that. What I need is to connect with my 
upon us. Exactly. And like, that is what is important. And I do feel like it's easy for that to get lost, especially when there's kids, uh, whether they're your bio kids or step kids, it's easy for like that connection with your partner to get lost. Um, I know we definitely had to put that effort into it where whenever we had my stepson, like we just felt so distant for a while. And we knew that we had to fix that because if we had a kid, like a bio kid for ourselves, that would never go away. So we had to like fix that. Yeah. And especially when there's that conflict, you could Mm -hmm. have bio mom writing nasty emails, talking crap about your partner, talking crap about you, your parenting styles, whatever. And this is probably another key thing that we do is so that our relationship didn't suffer. We put in place allocated talk about the ex's time. Oh, we did too. And it helps so much. (laughs) So it was one day a week, 30 minutes tops. Yep, that's two. (laughs) And we had to schedule it. So we had to send a text message. If, for example, if my husband was at work, I'd send him a text message, go, we need to talk Karen or we need to talk about Big K's dad. And he'd know that when he came home, at some point there would be the expectation that we're going to talk about a situation. Right. And he'd do the same thing to me. When he came home, he'd say, when we go to bed, I just need to talk to you about something. So we were mentally prepared that that conversation was going to happen. That makes a huge difference. It did for us. I I just remember there was times where that's all we talked about. Yeah. We, we only talked about the issues with the kids. We only talked about the issues with our co-parents and it consu- it was consuming our relationship. Yeah. Especially with two co-parents and like two kids like changing houses. I'm sure that gets really, or two sets of kids changing houses. I'm sure that gets really complicated. Yeah. And the, the conflict that those parents bring. Right. Yeah. And, that is really hard. And it was, it was hectic when Karen 2.0 was contacting Karen. That still blows my mind. I can't even imagine. <laughs> um, yeah. It, um, it was next level, but you, you need to persevere through it. And in question three, you said like, how do you get through to your partner? You need to explain to the, your partner that the, the best thing that my husband and I came to the same realization of at the end of the day, our children are going to grow up and move out and we only have ourselves left. Yes. That is the best piece of parenting advice I've ever heard. Someone told me that like a long time ago that they were like, you have to focus on your relationship because um, if you put the kids first, when they leave, you'll have nothing. And like, yeah. that is the best parenting advice I've ever heard. <laughs> and that explains a lot. Like, and I can't speak on your family situation, but it makes sense when you see so many families where parents stay together for the kids, the kids mm-hmm. grow up, they move out and then they divorce. Yeah. That's exactly what happened to my parents. You know, like there was no focus on that relationship. And I, I remember growing up, I had this best friend that lived up the street and his parents had separated, but were living in the same house. His mom had a boyfriend, but oh, she gosh. refused to move out until he graduated school. Why? That's just as damaging, if not more. What, what's even weirder is, so they stayed together until my friend had graduated high school. And then she moved out with her boyfriend who was about 15 years younger than her. And when he broke up with her, she moved back in with her ex-husband. That's so awkward. Like being like a 15 year old and like you, if you have friends over, how do you like explain the situation? Like, oh, my parents are separated. My mom's boyfriend is here. Like, but they're all in the same house. Like that would make me not want to have people over. Yeah. It, it was definitely strange. I, yeah. But then you've got some co-parenting relationships where that works, where the parents split up, they live in the house for the kids and then their new partners move in. I don't know how that works. <laughs> Maybe that's just not our relationship. 
it, but there's no way. There's one account that I follow on Instagram and she came out as a late in life lesbian. And so she still lives with her ex-husband, her children, and her new partners moved in and they're having a baby together now, which I think is really cool and really progressive. So I guess it could just be because she's now in a same sex relationship, which makes it easier. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They're like, I think about our situation. I'm like, I could never like, how do you keep it? Like if you're all that close, how do you keep everything separate? Yeah. I I guess you don't. I can't imagine it in either of my situations. And I remember both Big K and Little J had said that they wished that their families could live together. So Big K wanted his dad to move in here and Little J wanted his mom to move in here. And I'm like, could you imagine? Like we'd have our six, then you'd have Big K's dad, Karen 2.0, their kid. And then you'd have Karen, her husband, move in here. Like, (laughs) what? Yeah, that would, I don't even know how people make that work, but good for them if they can. Yeah, I think we got a little bit sidetracked there, but listener question number two, since we're backtracking, is what steps do you take to put your relationship first? Well, we do, um, which I'm glad you brought it up because I don't think I would have remembered that we made that choice to uh, schedule a time to talk about like, not necessarily like my stepson, but like the drama that comes with his mom and everything like that. So we did schedule a time when... Wednesdays, like after um, he gets done work, we'll usually talk about it if there's anything that we need to talk about. Knock on wood, lately there hasn't been much. So we haven't really had those conversations. But before that, it was like he would just blindside me with information because he got blindsided with them. And it just caused conflict in our relationship. So we definitely had to take that away. And it works. I seriously recommend trying that if you have conflict in your relationship involving the ex. I definitely recommend doing that. But otherwise, like for anniversaries or like, I don't know, important dates, we'll always go out like, we'll take my stepson to my husband's parents' house, drop him off there and go on like a date, even if it's only like an hour. If it's our anniversary, we'll spend an hour eating lunch while they watch my stepson. Just like the little things that help you connect that sometimes don't involve a kid. And I know like with you, it's a lot more difficult when you have a kid that's so young. So we'll probably be there too. But I think it's easier while they're younger as well. Like, oh yeah. it's easier to take her away for a weekend. If we want to go away for a weekend and we don't have True. a babysitter, it's easier to take her away for a weekend than it is to pack up the boys. Oh, yeah. Even when she was smaller and we had to pack nappies and wipes and toys and a port like that was still easier than having to pack up the boys. I could see that. It's still only packing for one person instead of three. <laughs> yeah. And although she's becoming more demanding and wanting more and more attention, we can still go and eat a meal put the iPad in front of her so that we can have an adult conversation or sometimes if we go somewhere that's a bit more kid friendly then they generally have coloring in or something that she can do right but we're like you we always try and do things like anniversaries our birthdays we don't exchange gifts we do something so for example my husband's birthday is coming up later next month and we're going away for the weekend don't have a babysitter but we booked it on our off week where we don't have the boys so we're going to take Miss K away for the week weekend with us and our anniversary every year so we book a night away somewhere and we do dinner we're very lucky that we got married on a kid-free weekend so it means our anniversary is always kid-free or like the weekend before it is kid-free right so and when I say kid-free I just mean that we don't have the boys we always have Miss K but my mum is actually really good about that because my dad never celebrated anniversaries with her so she's very good about anniversaries and she always makes sure that they're not traveling and she has her 
every year on our anniversary so that we can go away for the weekend. Oh, that's nice. That's really sweet. It is, considering we eloped and she was a little bit dirty that we she didn't get to be there when I got married. <laughs> my brother did the same thing and my mom was so upset over it. He had like a wedding later, so I don't know why it was that big of a deal, but it's funny that the moms feel like slighted if they don't get to be there when you get married. And mom was looking forward to doing the whole dress shopping and everything with me, but I was heavily pregnant and I ended up ordering my wedding dress online from, I think it came from the UK, from like a maternity bridal store. What? So I didn't do the typical dress shopping. I found a dress I liked online and I ordered today. I didn't have fun dress shopping at all. So I kind of wish I had done the same thing, honestly. <laughs> well, it makes me feel better because sometimes like, I, I wish I had like more of a gown, but because I was so heavily pregnant, it was kind of pointless. It was perfect for like the wedding that you had though. Oh, absolutely. And I love it. And I wore it when we got our family photos done when Miss Kay was, she was just over a year old. So we didn't get newborn photos. We both wanted to wait. I did like a mummy daughter shoot, but we didn't get like family newborn shoot. We waited till she was walking and we did our first lot of family photos where she was walking and I got her this little outfit that matched my wedding dress and I wore my wedding dress in the family photos. That is so cute. So, and I wore it to my baby shower as well. So, like, you know, nobody ever gets to wear their wedding dress a second time. So, exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> All right. So, did you see the comment that I posted in our stories? Yes. So, the stepmom reached out and wrote, Hey, ladies, just looking for some advice. 50-50 care, not court ordered. My stepdaughter, eight, has been begging to live with us permanently for the last year. Recently, it's gotten more intense and she'll really say exactly that, not just, I don't want to go back to mum. She really stresses about it every day she's with us. She counts down the days she has till she goes back, like, uh, oh no, there's only five days left till I have to go back kind of thing. She'll also constantly cry every single week for the last couple of days in our care about how she doesn't want to go back and wants to stay with us. She'll even cry at pickup and it takes up to 10 minutes sometimes until she finally goes with her mum. We've asked why many times and all her reasons are, I suppose, mild other than verbal abuse. Because of this and the difficulty to prove what's been said, we can't have her removed from the other home. It's really been stressing my partner and I for a long time because such a reaction surely means something worse has happened. We've gotten the process started into getting her some proper therapy with a specialist because we didn't want just some social worker to botch it and have it go badly. Then when she's older, not look at it as a pathway for help if she needs it. We've even bought her one of those little diaries that she has the lock and she loves it. Just as something extra so she can write down her feelings if she feels she can't come talk to us. We just want to know if there's anything else we can do or try to help her. I don't explicitly mean legal advice, any advice onto how we can help her with her feelings. Now I can keep going and read the reasons she doesn't want to go to bio mums or do you have something to chime in? Uh, no, I was going to ask why. So that makes sense. <laughs> okay. So her reasons for not wanting to go to Barry Mums are mum can't cook as well as you. I don't like it when mum and her partner fight. She always says we'll spend time together, but don't. I don't like mum's partner's younger kids. And mum yells at me a lot. This stepmom writes, just for extra info, her mum has dumped her once before when she first got her new man, but came back after two weeks because she suddenly wanted full custody in hopes my partner would kill himself because he wouldn't get to see his daughter. What? Yeah. That is an absolutely insane thing 
to even think about. Yeah. That is crazy. And as a bio mom, that is just, that is more like, I would never wish my son's father do that. No, I would never wish anybody do that. Do sometimes I wish that him not being in the picture would make my life easier? Absolutely. Right. But at the end of the day, having him having a relationship with our son is important and it's important for my son. And he, my son would always grow up wondering the what if. Right. And that's one reason why I've always been big on them having a relationship. As much as his father lets him down, at least he's seeing what his father is really like. Right. And part of me does hope that his dad will pick up his act and do what's right for our son. Well, at least he would have the chance where like, if he wasn't alive anymore, he wouldn't even have the chance to get his act together or whatever. That's like an insane thing to wish that like pain and like emptiness really on your daughter. Like for what? So you can have full custody? It's so stupid. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. And she doesn't Um, even want to be there. So, like, obviously, she's not having that strong of a reaction because she doesn't like her mom's cooking or, like, any of those reasons. So, obviously, something else is happening. Yeah. Well, that's what I said to the stepmom. That poor girl, her number one reason would be a pretty petty reason, unless your stepdaughter isn't actually being fed, and that's her way of telling you. Wow. That, That was my train of thought. Like it's, we've said it before, like saying, oh, I don't like the cooking or I don't like that. I don't get takeaway food. It's generally used when they're being alienated. But if there's such a long history of abuse here, then maybe my train of thought was if she's saying she doesn't like the cooking, is it maybe because she's not being fed? Yeah, I didn't think about that. And then I went on to reply and say reason two and five, which was... I don't like my mum and her partner fight and mum yells at me a lot. I said, that would make me question DV. And this Mm -hmm. is real true for me because of history with my son's father. And then I said, reasons three and four, although don't seem like a big deal, could really be a big deal to this little girl because of everything else happening in her life. So three and four were, she always says, we'll spend time together, but we don't. And I don't like mum's partner's kids. Yeah. I mean, those are definitely like big deals to an eight-year-old though. It's like, you don't like the people living in your house and you're there to spend time with your mom and she doesn't even want to spend time with you. So, I mean, that is a pretty big deal. So, And that's something big K has had to deal with. You know, every time he went to his dad's, he'd be sent to his grandmother's and he didn't like that. He didn't have a bond with his stepmom for a long time because for whatever reason, they weren't bonding. And that was a red flag for me because I'm like, well, what what is going on? Yeah. She didn't go with them to the grandparents' house, right? No. Yeah, that's strange. And even after that, if Big K's dad was working, he wouldn't be looked after by his stepmom. He would get sent to his grandparents. Oh, okay. That's strange. I had never said anything. I didn't care if she was looking after him. I thought it would have been a great opportunity for them to bond. And that's where Big K used to say things like, she doesn't like me, like him. Right. And that's where it made me really curious. And then when her and I had contact and she said the things that she said and just the things that Big K's dad had said to me were really triggering for me because I'm like, why are you in a relationship with a guy who has a kid if you don't want him to have his kid around? Right. Did um did she have the baby yet when she wouldn't watch him and he would be sent to his grandparents? 
No, that was before the baby. Oh, okay. I don't know then. I was going to say that I could understand not wanting to take care of too, but I mean, even so, like I watch my stepson when my husband has to go to work and that would be the same whether we had the baby or not. So I don't know. Right. So it's like I had a newborn when COVID hit and my husband was still working. We, We were really lucky he got to keep working through COVID. And for the most part, he was working from home, but there'd be days where he had to leave the house. And I would have all four kids here. And I'd be trying to homeschool the older three. Yeah, that's really hard. So I just, I don't understand why you wouldn't want the stepkid there. Um, Once again, we're sidetracked. Yeah. Talking about. Um, Do do you know if that stepmom like had tried therapy or anything that maybe a therapist could get more information? I also told her that I know my son hates going to his father's when he doesn't think he'll get to spend good quality time with him. And she said, yeah, she has a long triggering history with her mum's short temper that we're bringing up a lot with her therapist. And I did say to her, I think you're doing all the right things so far without knowing what's actually happening in the other house. I suggested using a calendar so that her stepdaughter could visually see, you know, similar to what I use for the boys so they can visually see when they're coming and going just to make those transitions easier. And she said, we did try using a calendar, but she wasn't very interested in it. And then she said, I've got her weeks with us in my phone calendar though. So when she asks for this ahead of time, I can tell her where she'll be. And I did tell her from my experience with working with the kids therapist is if your stepdaughter discloses abuse or DV, then you will have evidence to get sole parental. But unfortunately, if you were to withhold without evidence, it would not look kindly on you with the courts, even with evidence hard to prove to the courts that kids are better off with dad yeah it's almost impossible like you can't just go there with a hunch when you're like the dad and stepmom when I was with my ex with my first stepson there was evidence we had witness statements that she had left him alone in his cot for eight hours a day with a Vegemite sandwich and a bottle and he was mentally disabled oh my god and we still fought in the courts for a year to get full custody that's insane like that shouldn't even be a question at that point it really shouldn't be and he had come home to us with what we thought was a rash on his face and it was spreading so we took him to the hospital we got detained by child services because what we thought was a rash to the doctors was a bruise oh he had been slapped so hard across the face that it had shown up in this like blotchy rash but they could measure it as like fingers on his face. Oh my God. Was there a way to prove that that wasn't you? Well, they detained us and luckily for us, he had left our care without it. He'd gone to Biomom and came back to us with it. Oh my God. And you were like able to prove that? Yeah. And what was worse is she had come back with that. It wasn't her, but she had actually gone out and left MJ in the care of her boyfriend at the time. Oh, so he slapped him? We still don't know who slapped him, but that was pretty much, that was the icing on the cake to help us. Does he have sole custody now? So it's been, it's been 13 years since we got sole custody. Oh. And I believe that, I don't know if it's court ordered, but Biomum is now back in the picture. Oh God. So, but apparently things are good. So. Okay. Well, I guess that's I'm, good. When he told me she was back in the picture, I was like, really? And he's like, oh, yeah, she seems to have sorted herself out. That's insane. Like, you have to be a special kind of, like, insane, horrible person to slap a baby. Yeah. 
when he was like, I want to say about 18 months old like he was that's still, insane he might have been older I can't remember all those years it, it was so long ago that the years have kind of blurred together for me yeah that is mind-blowing though that someone could do that yeah but this conversation still goes yeah stepmom responded mm-hmm. it's really confusing because I'll pick her up and she'll be in a relatively good mood and like bounce out the door and tell me what they did or good things that happened but then that same night she'll not want to go to bed because that means one less day before she has to go back her mum and partner do have a lot of dv it's not as bad as it was but we know it's definitely happened multiple times and if it's anything like my partner was treated i'm surprised he's still around but just like you said we have nothing but what our daughter has said that's crazy so they do have like some evidence that there's like dv in general yeah, but the problem here in Australia, so she's an Australian stepmom. I believe okay. she's from one of the Australian groups. They're only, the lines of DV are very fine and they're only really taking DV seriously in recent years. If you have not been to the police because of the DV, then they pretty much go, DV does not exist. Yeah, here too, unfortunately. And they don't take into account like people like me who are personally terrified that if I go to the police and I put a restraining order in place, that that would cause my abuser to lash out. Yeah. And I feel like most people probably feel that way. So just because there's no like paper trail doesn't mean that it's not happening. Yeah. But you need the paper trail or you need the video evidence or voice recording evidence. And even then, if it's been years, no judge is going to look at it. Even um, if you have like video or recording evidence here, at least in my state, you can't even use it because if both people, if everyone in the video doesn't know that there's video or voice recording being taken, then you can't even use that in court. Yeah. So you have to explicitly say, I'm videoing you right now. Yeah. I'm I'm voice recording you right now. Yeah. And And then when you say that, they're not going to be acting the way they were going to. So. Absolutely. And I tried using that the night that I left Big K's dad, I tried using that and then he calmed down. Yeah. So then I, then I just told him I wasn't recording him anymore and he was all lashed out. Of course. Like, that's what I mean. It's like that whole thing is like useless. So even like a recording, like it's even impossible to get and then be able to actually use. Yeah. But the conversation still goes on. <laughs> I told you, I was talking to this woman for like a whole day. I had said, unfortunately, there isn't much you can do other than reassuring her that you love her and you will be here when she comes home in a week. Tell her that it's important that she spends time with her mom because we don't want to be seen as the alienating parents. Right. And I did say therapy can be a major help. And she said, we do try. She's even, we do try. Even like I said before, she's called me her real mom. And doesn't know why she has to go back to her other mom. And I said, maybe in a more appropriate way, explain explain to her that you have to send her back to her mom's because if you don't, you and her dad can get in trouble. But at the same time, encourage her to talk to her therapist about why she doesn't like going to mom's. And if something bad has happened, that it's important to talk to the psychologist about it so they can help. And this is where she said, that's exactly what we've been trying to do. But her mom told her that the therapist will tell us what she tells her. Sorry, I can't read this right. I'm just going to reword it a little bit. Okay. That's exactly what we've been. That's exactly what we've been trying to do. But her mum told her, and she told she explained it very badly to her, 
that the therapist will tell her what she tells the therapist. Like, so whatever the stepdaughter tells the therapist, that the therapist will go back and tell bio mom. So the stepdaughter doesn't really want to talk about the issues because she's afraid of how her mum will react. So I don't know if it's the same in the US, but in Australia, the same confidentiality that applies to adults applies to children. Yeah, here too. And that makes me feel like the mom is hiding something. Absolutely. It's one reason why my Karen didn't want the boys in therapy. Yeah. And it's also one reason why Big K's dad didn't want him in therapy. Yeah. It's like, if you had nothing to hide, you wouldn't even be worried about what she was telling the therapist. Yeah. And so the stepmom said that she told her that it doesn't work that way. And I told her to maybe meet with the therapist and tell her, tell the therapist straight out. So I know with my appointments with the boys, I go in, I meet with the therapist, I talk for 20 minutes, and then the boys get the rest of the session. But I get to talk to the therapist without the boys' presence so that they're not hearing what I'm talking about. Right. And that makes sense. And I'm assuming since the confidentiality is the same between the countries, then perhaps it's the same way if you were to take a child to a therapist in the States. Yeah. Yeah, I know that um, it's like if they're in danger, the therapist has to like come forward, which is the same with adults. Like if Mm -hmm. you think an adult is going to hurt someone, you have to come forward. Um, But other than that, there is no like, like there's, they're not allowed to say anything. Yeah. So here it's if the child is a danger to themselves or others or someone is a danger to them, then they report it. Right. And I think that seems like what's happening there and I I guess it's the same as when we went to little J's therapist and we spoke about the parental alien and the emotional parentification and she said okay these are these are some things that I need to work on him with so I don't know if there's any more advice that we can offer this stepmom other than what I've already told her through messenger but hopefully I mean I'm wondering if there's like an age-appropriate way to like explain like DV or whatever she thinks might be happening so that like, I don't know, so that like the stepdaughter could like feel more comfortable being like, oh, that's happened to me or like whatever. I think there are ways and therapists have a way to tap into that, but I probably don't think she'll open up to stepmom about it. Right. And even if she opens up to stepmom about it, stepmom's not a good witness when it comes to child custody. <laughs> so true. You're absolutely right about that. <laughs> um. So... And I know Big K opened up a lot about the DV that he remembers with his therapist. So I definitely think therapy is the way to go and keep going. And luckily for the stepmom that they have 50-50. Yeah. Do you know if the bio mom takes her to therapy at all or is it just stepmom and bio dad? So there was a message. I think bio mom reluctantly takes her to therapy and that's why they've had a meet. Like, so bio, yeah, so bio mom has met with the therapist already then we'll meet her this wednesday so tomorrow for me but a week ago for our listeners okay um and so she said she was going to talk to the therapist i think that's why she was reaching out for advice now i've already given her advice i want i thought it was an important topic to speak about on this episode yeah i think so too i feel like it's hard like that's one of the hardest parts about co-parenting is that you have no idea what is happening in the other house it's all speculation. Mm-hmm. It's and hard. Like It's like our issues with little Jay. We only know what he tells us, what his brother tells us, and what we see on a FaceTime. Right. So every time that we call him, he's playing the iPad or he's playing the Xbox in his room. Oh, that sucks. And, and what the boys tell us is 
that's all they do. That's why. Oh, really? Yeah, they they don't go out, they don't do things. And we're very focused on, we'll take the kids bike riding. We'll take them hiking in the mountains behind our house. We'll take them to theme parks. We'll take them to the beach. We'll take them to the park to kick a footy around. Yeah. But when, and I remember, it was really funny when Karen moved to the area she moved to, one of her reasons for wanting to put the boys in the school that they're at was because all the children who live in this community will go to that school and they can spend time together on the weekends. And they don't do anything on the weekends? They they sit in their rooms playing video games. That's the kids insane. Have more friends. The kids have more friends here where they live with us. Like they have their school friends, but they don't hang out with them. Right. That's they crazy. They hang out with their friends that they've made here. Right. Yeah, that is really wild. That's sad that they just uh, stay inside all day, every day. Yeah, it is. But at least my husband said he would rather them be doing that than out roaming the streets because he knows that she's not watching them. That's actually really true. At least you guys know that they're safe. Yeah, especially with how many times Big J snuck out of her house. (laughs) That is crazy. I mean, I was definitely sneaking out of my house when I was 13 too, but it's different when you're an adult, I think. It is. I I don't think I snuck out at 13, maybe 14, but he was doing this last year before his 12th birthday. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. What does he do when he sneaks out? He he just hangs out at the park with his friends, but the kids that he was hanging around with, the kids that were vaping and doing stuff like that. So oh. that, that's why we're like, you can't be doing that. Yeah. When, when he got busted vaping at school, I was like, mate, if you were 14, I would be less mad. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, crazy. I was going to ask, why don't they just hang out during the day? But I guess that's why. So they can go and vape in the park. It's so stupid. I guess we'll wrap it up there. So once again, thank you for writing in. Thank you for sharing your stories. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Instagram and subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you like to listen. And don't forget to leave us a review. Bye. Bye.